0: Welcome, everyone, to the Wagga Wagga Business Chamber's very first chamber chat. We're really excited to be here in this position. Um, we've been talking about it for a little while and um, really excited to be able to bring you a series of podcasts, um, which will be dropping over the next few months and hopefully into the future. Um, today I'm really excited to introduce to you our new guest, our first guest, um, Steve Barker from I Am Enough Coaching. Welcome,
1: Steve. Hey, Sally. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks That's for good. inviting me along.
0: Pleasure. We're really excited to have you here, Steve. We thought it'd be really good to start off with yourself. Um, so I Am Enough Coaching, can you just give me a little bit of a rundown on what that offering is, what you do? Mm. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I've been coaching now for about six years. People often ask me and they say, what's coaching? And they always associate it with sport or something. And if if you ever saw my body, thing we're <laughs> on radio, um, yeah, it's not for sport. <laughs> it's for the mind. So I help people to uh, change their perspective on things, tap into their inner potential, help bring peace and calm to their life. But also, I do business and leadership coaching as well, and um, where I help teams grow cultures and uh, positive workplace environments. And we generally do that through having fun. So I like to play lots of games. Fantastic. And then we unpack the human behaviour that goes on behind it.
0: And it's a very interesting topic, I must um, admit. So you do both life and and business sort of coaching as yeah, well? but life, yep.
1: in, life and leadership coaching. So I call yep. myself a professional, personal development and leadership coach.
0: Perfect. Fantastic. So you just mentioned then, Steve, about um, the workplace and having you often work with... Um, businesses to be mm-hmm. able to create a, a great place um, where there's connection um, and everyone's happy and um, really fulfilled in their, their role, which I feel like now more than ever, it's really important. Um, it's no secret that we have a workplace, um, workforce shortage at the moment in Wagga. Um, and we've got a lot of um, key stakeholders in the city on this topic that are, have been talking about ways of to resolve that um, and to look to the future. I think a really important point to make is that Employers need to make them um, their workplace an employee's choice. Um, and to do that, I think you need to make sure you have a really welcoming environment, um, a culture that people want to be a part of. Um, and I think that can almost set you apart from your competitor um, mm. in, in the workplace at the moment. So um, what are some strategies that you think that we can put in place in the workplace to create this culture that we're after to set us apart?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I do a lot of work with teams around is their values. Because our values are almost like our moral compass. They help us make our decisions. If you think about your own personal values, what you, you find is valuable or important in your life, how do you make your decisions? Then, when you're clear on those, you can make good decisions that best suit you, best go for the greater good, you know, serve your family, your community and things like that. Definitely. And this is the same with workplaces. A lot of times I go into workplaces and I say, well, tell me what your core values are. And the workplace, you know, leader or boss or... You see, I go, oh, yeah, um, yeah, we've got the values somewhere. Where are they? Um, oh, they're in the notice board or they're on the back of the toilet door, is often the place. And I say, oh, why <laughs> have you got them there? And they say, well, because people will read them when they're sitting on the toilet. And I'm like, well, what are you doing when you're on the toilet? Are you reading the values or are you looking at your phone? And they go, ah, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's that whole concept of, creating a work environment that aligns with your workforce and where your business needs to be going. So again, if you've got your core values and they're very clearly defined, then you can then start to build your culture around that. And as you build your culture, the culture is, you know, what do you stand for, what don't you stand for, how do you want to roll you know, are you a fun, engaging workplace or are you, you know, very restricted? And, you know, it just depends on, on the profession. Yeah. Clearly somewhere like a doctor's um, surgery isn't going to be full of fun and excitement. But here we are, you know, SCA at the radio station and that's a fun environment. So, yes. again, it just really depends. But you you set the culture as the leaders and then the culture starts to grow within your workforce, within yeah. your team, because they're the ones who have to live in that environment. Yes. So, again, if we can align our recruitment with our culture, mm. then we start bringing in the people that, that fit within the team.
0: Yeah, it's really that flow-on effect, <clears> isn't <throat> it, to make sure that you've got um, like-minded people that obviously have the skill set required to to pl- take out the role yeah. but also have the personalities as well because that can make and break workplaces, can't it? yeah. A yeah.
1: yeah, number of times I've heard, and I only heard again this morning, how um, one of my clients, his wife, works for a... Um, uh, 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 what do they call them? Playgroup. I ah, and yes. yep. Um She's had a bit of a falling out with one of the directors mm. at the playgroup, and now she's off looking for another job. Yeah. And very often, and I always say this: people don't leave workplaces; they leave people. Yeah. So if there's a, a personality clash or something like this, and this is where leadership is so important mm. setting up that workplace culture, you know, being able to set the standard and maintain the standard as well. Yeah. One of the things i again, I say that in, in leadership coaching is the standard that we walk past is a standard we're willing to accept. Yes, yeah. So again, we, we, we start to look at all of that sort of stuff. So growing a culture is, is extremely important and I believe it always starts with the leadership team mm-hmm. but then is upheld by the, the workforce themselves.
0: As a whole. And as you say, always referring back to those values, I think it's, mm-hmm. as you say, it's such a key point to make sure that Everyone understands what they are and that you always refer back to them in any sort of incident to help strengthen the the, the environment around you and the team that you're a part of. Um, Yeah, really important point there, Steve. So... um Also too, I guess it's, I mean, a lot's changed since COVID too. So Mm. yes, we have the workplace and it's really important to have that positive culture and environment and it it stems from those values. Um, But we also have the challenges of people working from home. Um, We've got remote workers, um, people that aren't there a standard sort of five days a week the workplace has changed a lot and I think it's continually changed and I think employers need to be flexible to be attractive for that, you know, yeah. to that to get that right person for the position. So, it's really hard to be able to create a, a, that culture from a work home or do you have some ideas on what you've sort of done with some clients to assist them with
1: that situation? Yeah, so, again, it's it's creating that environment where they feel like they belong, yeah, where they feel like they're cared about, where they yeah. are supported and nurtured and having that flexible workplace environment, you know, sometimes works well for people. Other people, they like a structured environment. Mm. Again, if we start to look at things like disk energy, there's four different energy profiles of all human beings and we can access all four but we've got a couple that we prefer so let's say for example you are a high c which is somebody who likes a lot of structure likes to be organized likes to have an environment where everything's all sort of a b c or one two three and it's yep. all laid out that's the sort of person who's going to thrive within a, a, a building environment and stuff like that I'm not saying that they can't work from home yeah. but again we just need to be aware of that how can we create an environment that's still going to meet mm. their needs But we'll have the flexibility of being able to work either from an office environment or a remote working or working from home environment. And again, when you know your people, and this is one of the Mm. critical things about leadership is one of my mentors, John Maxwell, he often says, let's walk through our people slowly. And he talks about that, being able to get to connect with them, to understand them, not just to know them as a, a work employee, but as a person, as a human being, not a human doing. Yes. You know, you're a mum. Yeah. You know, I also know I that you work for the business chamber. So you know, there's two roles there already. I know that you like playing sports. I know that you, you're part of community organisations as well. So there's a whole more mm. to Sally than just, you being the, the, the person who works for the business chamber.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: when we know this, and this is where it takes time to become a leader, it takes effort, and that's mm. why there's, there's a world shortage of leaders as much as there's a world shortage of workers at the moment because it takes a lot of effort to be a leader. Anybody can be a boss, a manager, or a supervisor, but to be a leader, it takes that a little bit more. Yes. But when you know your people and you walk slowly through them and you understand and you take the time to listen to them and you can calibrate them, and this is, again, this is where all the human behaviour, leadership skills come in, that's when you can then start to really connect with them and understand what they need because you can still grow your workplace culture by understanding what other people need and meeting their needs and helping them to create an environment wherever they are, whether that's on the road, whether they are working from home or whether they're working from the office or it's a a whole blend of all of that happening. Yeah. How do you build that culture? Because when people feel that they're being cared about, that's when they care.
0: They're going to, you know, you're going to get the results, you're going to be productive, you're going to be happy um, mm. and you're going to be attractive to other, other yeah. yeah, other e- And skills. even more,
1: when you feel that you're cared about, you then care about the organisation mm. that you're working with or for and the loyalty goes up. So very often people say to me, "Yeah, I have problems with retention. Mm. Well that's because maybe they don't feel cared about. Yep. Maybe your people are being seen as humans doing and not not human beings.
0: Beings. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Human doings, not human beings. Um, it's yeah, look, it just it takes time. It's not something that just happens. You've got to no. I you say, sit down and spend the time. And I guess you can do that through um, outside of work activities um, or just, you know, the importance of having that morning tea break or celebrating birthdays and having that time to connect on a personal level and not as much as a professional level. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it might take 20, 30 minutes out of the working day, but I think in the long run it's it's oh, really worth it, isn't it? It's
1: so worth it because when people know that they're cared about and things like birthdays are recognised or mm. or, you know, Good, good performances are, are championed and rewarded, and it doesn't have to be a prize or money or anything like that. It could just be you know, a pat on the back or yep. a, just a random kind words. kindness or yeah. work, kind words. Yeah, and it takes a little bit of time, but the level of productivity, the the, the the what you get back from that spending that small amount of time comes back in spades. Yes, it really does. So yeah, yeah. on I know everybody's busy at the moment. Christmas is coming up. Yeah, mm,
0: it is. Christmas a
1: lot <laughs> Very <of> close. <laughs> is it like- um, so, you know, everybody's under the pump.
0: <laughs> yes. And you oh, we Deadlines. don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. Mm.
1: Do you have time for somebody leaving? Do you have time to fill that space and recruit and all the rest of the stuff? Would it not be better to spend an extra hour once a week getting to know your people yep. rather than losing somebody and spending maybe four or five months you know, looking for the right person again or going through the whole rigmarole of recruiting, because you're doing it in a hurry and you're in a rush because you're under the pump and now you're missing someone, that you get the wrong person and you have to start all over again.
0: Exactly. That's a really important point, um, spending the time on your recruitment process to make sure you get the right person mm-hmm. and you're not going to go through that cycle again. Yeah. But also going back to your comment about um, retaining staff, I think now more than ever that's really important as well because if you lose a staff member, yeah, you, you, yeah. you're out with the masses are trying to find someone to replace that person, 100%. so you don't want to you don't want to put yourself in that position at yeah. all. And yeah. yeah, it goes back to spending that time with yeah. your staff and um, yeah, getting to know them and how you can work together and adjust their work to yeah. place to make it yeah more productive. And this is
1: sort of also as I mentioned with Christmas, mm. the lead into Christmas, prepare for it. Yes, help your people to work and talk about it. What do we need to prepare? You know, start thinking about it now. Yep. You know, what deadlines do we have? You know, we, 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 yeah. I think it starts in the 1st of December, so we've got about a month to go out before Christmas. Start planning for it. Start looking at your workload,ing looking at your timings, looking at your, your staffing levels. I know people go on holiday in January mm. and February. So, again, having a look at that, managing not only your staff's expectations but also your clients' expectations. Yep. Maybe if you're taking on new clients around this time of year, just say to them, Things are going to be a little bit tricky as we move into January and February because we're going to have a shortage of people whilst people take holidays with their families and stuff like that. Are you happy with that? And talking it through with people. Yeah. That reduces a lot of stress. And when Mm. there's less stress in the workplace, people, again, are more likely to be connected and be able to. Take time with each other
0: and be happy. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, I think it's really important coming into Christmas, Steve, that we do check in with ourselves um, on a personal note, but also on a you know on a business level um, to make sure that what we've set our goals that we've set for the year are achievable, and we're not adding that extra layer of stress, which then turns the you know the festive season into this crazy season, mm. and then. When you finally get to that Christmas Eve and you stop, <laughs> you just kind of fall in a hump and you're not, you're not enjoying the no. celebrations because there's been so much stress prior to it. Yeah. So, really good point there about, yeah. you know, yeah, as an employer checking infectious. in. It is so infectious. It is so. I
1: often talk about uh, uh, you know, I know a lot about stress because I was diagnosed with PTSD, which is post traumatic stress disorder. So, I learn about stress. But one of the things that I realized was it's infectious. Mm. Uh, sometimes, one of the examples I often use is have you ever had such a big day at work that when you get home you walk through the door and the kids are there you know they're like hey mum hey dad yep. they're, they're all over you and they want to show you the painting or whatever they've done at school the dog's are running around your ankles <laughs> going yep yep, <laughs> yep yep feed me I'm hungry I'm hungry you know, and then your partner comes in and goes hey what's for dinner how are you and you're like just give me a moment to get through the door for crying out loud because you've had a stressful day you know that's then reflected into your family environment it before is. you know it, you end up having an argument about nothing yeah like you yeah. say, it's very important to be able to take care of ourselves, but also if we're in a position of responsibility for team members or team workers to be aware of their stresses as well. Yeah. So being able to take that moment, I often say to people, if you are stressed, why don't you stop five minutes yeah. before you get home, sit in the car, do some meditation, some mindfulness, some deep breathing, and a whole myriad of different schemes that you can use so that when you arrive at work, at, sorry, arrive at home, you're a little bit, less stressed, de-escalated mm. is the way I'd call it. Because then you know that you are going to get stressed again when you walk through the door and everybody's going to want a piece of you, but you're not going to hit your peak you might just still be below it's it so taken. you can respond a little bit. Yeah, better.
0: I really love that tip, Steve. I Just even coming here today, I was doing the mum hat and running around, trying to, conscious of the time, and then walked through the door here at the <laughs> studio. And I was like, okay, I need just a moment to breathe because now I'm turning on my, my business hat uh-huh. um, and sitting down for the podcast. So um, I think that's a brilliant tip and something that I think I'll definitely look at doing over the next few weeks. I've got a busy mm. work week next week, which is really exciting, but... It's giving um, – and it's not fair to the family either if I go home and I'm stressed and, and put that on them. It's not yeah. fair at all. So I think that's a brilliant tip there.
1: And- yeah, even if then if you don't if you're not talking about the home environment, but you're talking about a work environment. Maybe you're stressed at home. Yes, because you've got the in-laws coming ways. or the kids are giving you a hard time yeah. or whatever it is. Then you reflect your stress into the work environment. Mm. So everybody starts walking around on eggshells, going,
0: <laughs> "She's in a bad mood today. She's <laughs> on one today. I'm going to stay clear of her." Yep.
1: So, yeah. So yeah, of that sort of stuff. Mm. So again, it, it flows both ways.
0: Yeah, it does definitely. And then you get um, you're not as productive because your mind's not as clear and no. you're, you're not getting results and okay. making the most of your. Time.
1: Yeah. So and again, that, one of the things I often share with people is through understanding human behaviour. So I understand that when we're stressed, we disengage our frontal cortex, which is our thinking, logical part of our brain. And we go back to our emotional brain, or even our caveman brain. And then we're not making the best decisions at all. So, yeah, when we're emotional, we're not making the best decisions. So being able to slow everything down, calm yourself, get back into things will help you to be able to then make better decisions, better outcomes, professionally, personally, for your team, for your family, for the greater good.
0: It's amazing, really good tips, there, Steve. I really appreciate your insights, and um, I think we could sit here all day and have a chat to you about these topics. <laughs> but of course, time doesn't permit. It sure does. Um, so I guess just in in summary, it's really important that we focus on our values, our business core values, and that we're following them when we're recruiting um, and when we're looking at our daily lives and and dealing with any um, you know sticky situations. Always good to go back to those values mm-hmm. um, and create that beautiful culture in the workplace, which is going to retain your staff yeah. make everyone happy and make for a productive environment 100%. Um, and then those Christmas tips I love them so take time to deep breathe meditate in between putting one hat on to the next whether mm-hmm. it's from business to family or family to business or whatever you may do I think it's a really good point there and I think yeah I just say being organised and just knowing what you've got ahead yeah. um, plan ahead in yeah. December January Yeah,
1: with everything is, is it's about the, the planning the, mm-hmm. the better we plan the less stressed we will be. And then we have to have the faith, of course, that the plan's going to work. Yes, and true. it's not always going to work that way, but we've got a plan so we can have flexibility. Where you don't have a plan is in when you get into the reactionary stage rather mm. than um, being responsive. We're reactionary. Yes. And we start to shoot from the hip and just make decisions because we're under the, under the pump. And one of the of, other tips I often share with people is before you finish for Christmas, have a look at everything that's happening in January. Mm. Write down the key things that you're going to need to do when you get back to the office. You know, the, the key conversations, the emails, the phone calls you're going to have to make, who's going to be your first couple of meetings. Maybe put out an agenda or some ideas around that so that when you do go away at Christmas... You've already got it written down. It's on your desk. It's waiting for you. So then you can actually enjoy Christmas knowing that when you come back, it's all written out and you just have to refresh your memory by reading your list.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant because a lot of businesses use January and if they don't, they should for forward planning. So I think mm. um, really good tip there to have it all out of your mind before you head off on your Christmas break. You can walk straight back in with clean slate, really fresh, ready to go yeah. and for a productive you know, start to the year. Yeah. So, yeah, good yeah. point there. I like that one. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure to chat with you today and I hope you've all enjoyed our very first chamber chat. Um, Tune in. I'm sure we'll release another one very, very soon. And um, yeah, come along to the um, Wagga Wagga Business Chamber drop-in drinks if you want to have a chat to Steve. Um, We'd love to chat further with him on his services. Thank you. Thank you very much, Sally. Thanks.